Well, this Sunday is one of my favorite Sundays of the whole year, this Sunday and next Sunday, because this is once a year when we, that we highlight our lifelines. And our lifelines are all of the missionaries and ministries that we support on a monthly basis. So we don't do this regularly. Um, and we, we have a, a, a video to show you with, with Charles uh, in the video. You know, it's an older video, but only Charles can make an old video still look amazing and sound relevant. So let's go ahead and play this promo video for Lifelines. Lifelines is, is what we call our missions program. We adopted the name because of a word that Ken Henry gave us. He was just here speaking when we first moved into the building in the year 2000. And he said, I'm being distracted because I keep having this picture in my heart of lifelines going out from this building, reaching to all these different nations, like these thick cables. So we thought, wow, what a great name for our outreach program. We used to do a monthly missionary offering, but it was hard to really target and highlight all these amazing ministries every month, or, you know, we'd have one a month. We just thought, what if we just make it an annual focus that we just take a few weeks and we focus on some of these amazing missions and ministries that we give to as a church and ask people to pray and ask the Lord to give them a figure and then we just bring our offering to the Lord. Every penny that's given goes right to the missions program, to the Lifelines program. We give more than that too, but without this offering, we couldn't do it. We'd have to scale back. We wouldn't be able to support as many missionaries. So our prayer is that people will just have a vision for this. They'll pray and ask God, God, how much can we sow into the Lifelines offering? How much can we give to change the world, to reach the nations, and then just obey? I know that missions is part of our core culture and things that we love here. So I want to know who I'm speaking to. If you have ever been on a short-term mission trip to anywhere around the world, could be local or international, could you raise your hand? Come on, look around. Just look, turn your head, keep your hands up, look around the room. That's amazing. And how many have been Let's say short-term is like up to three months. You know, how many have served the Lord in some capacity as a missionary for more than three months on a long-term basis? Raise your hand. Still quite a few across uh, the sanctuary. Come on, give it up. So I'm speaking to the right crowd this morning. On your seats, you would have found a brochure. And in the brochure is listed all of the missionaries that we support by name. And there's one that's, that's uh, blurred out just because of the sensitive nature uh, of that region. So you can find out there's also web links if you want to find out more about the, the lifelines. There's also an envelope. Our desire is that it wouldn't be just an event, like something that we do. We check off, okay, we've done missions, we did the thing. But we want to give you an opportunity for us to have an opportunity to take ownership of our investment into the missionaries and the lifelines around the world. So next week, we will receive that offering. So this week, pray as a family. It's a holy moment. It's a holy 
opportunity for us to sow into the nations. We are like that little boy who came with nothing, seemingly nothing significant, but as soon as Jesus touches it, in his economy, it multiplies. He can feed 5,000 with a single uh, fish and five loaves. So it's amazing. So next week when we receive the offering, on your way out, there will be tables set up, and there will be names and labels of the different regions that we're sowing into, and there will be cards, prayer cards like this for you to take home. We don't only want you to give, like Charles was talking about Cornelius. We want to be giving and praying for each of them. So I want us to adopt missionaries. You can take one. If you're drawn to one, no, I have to pray for this one. Or you can take two, three, or four. Don't take all of them, everyone. We may not have enough, but that's a good problem to have. As long as you're committed to praying for them. Put them on your fridge. Put them in your Bible as a uh, bookmark. However, you can stay connected to them. You can send them care packages or words of encouragement um, throughout the year. Uh, and all the, everything that, every penny from this offering goes directly to our group of missionaries. There's no administrative cost in between uh, that this goes here or anything like that. So it's a, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for us to serve. You know, years ago, our humble beginnings... Our desire was always there, but when our church was in its early stages, we still wanted to give, but we could only support a missionary in Haiti part-time. And uh, that was how we started. Humble beginnings with Brenda Fuller, and uh, she, she was a missionary in Haiti for five years in 19, from 1984. Her experiences in Haiti motivated her to return to the States and earn a master's degree in education from Westchester University in 1991. Then she returned to the mission field in 97. Now, this is the quality of people that we are supporting, that her ex initial experience, she realized, I could do a lot more if I'm a little bit more prepared. So she sacrificed her own vision to come back, be trained, get a master's degree so she can go back and serve the Lord with a greater capacity. Since she has been back, uh, God has used her to establish an elementary school, church, uh, several churches, adult literacy programs, and a medical clinic in Haiti. Two schools and a church in Benin, West Africa. And she's currently assisting in establishing a school in northern India. Come on. A single woman just because she was gripped by God's heart for the nations. And I, that was our humble beginnings in supporting her. But that was then. This is now, by the grace of God, over the years, our own capacity, because of your generosity, has increased. We're support, supporting 35 different ministries and missionaries around the world. We have Far East, Asia. We have uh, Middle East and Africa. We have missionaries in Europe and in the U.S. that we're faithfully supporting all of them on a monthly basis. And so this morning, I want to highlight some of our key ministries that we support. And we have different categories. One, there's an apostolic category. We, we support significant apostolic ministries. And all of these people that are on this list are in some form of relationship with us. It's not just, oh, let's do this. There's this credible, ongoing relationship that makes it all the more meaningful. The first one is HIM, Harvest International, um, uh, led by Cheon. And we as a church are part of HIM's apostolic covering. And when we joined, we came under them in that way, 
we came into as a fruit of that initial connect with them as an apostolic ministry, God provided this building for us. And we think that's a, that was a direct fruit and so much more since then. So it's a significant ministry. And they have 25,000 affiliated ministries and organizations in over 65 nations. Another ministry that we support that's well-known is Global Awakening with Randy Clark. Yeah, come on. We can clap because we love all of them. Don't clap too much because I got a lot to go through. Uh, I, I called them and just to get some stats, they said, you know, this past year because of COVID, this is a traveling ministry. They literally travel around the world. They said, our numbers are a lot less this year, this past year because of COVID. I said, well, give me the stats anyway. This is a reduced number of I impact that Global Awakening has. They have 500 plus churches and ministries in their network. This past year, they saw 66,000 salvations. They saw 54,000 healings. They experienced 21,000 deliverances. And not only that, as a ministry, they were able to sow into Iris, which is Heidi and Roland Baker's ministry. They were able to sow out of the abundance $150,000 to help feed 30,000 refugees every day. Is that amazing? So it's an amazing ministry. They were, when they first moved to this area, they, uh, their offices were hosted here at Life Center. And the beautiful synergy of both our ministry and Global Awakening and their own call saw them just expand. And they, they had to move out of our offices here. And they have their headquarters in Mechanicsburg. And we're still in uh, friendship and relationship with them. Another ministry that we support is Iris Global with Heidi Baker in Mozambique. And she, this is the best way I can describe her, she and their ministry are carrying the brilliant light of the gospel in the midst of famine, in the midst of conflict, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of natural disaster. So this is not a vacation that they're on by any stretch of the imagination. Every time they, she gets to come a short time away from Mozambique and travel and speak, she tells of like increasing conflict, increasing persecution, but she is like no other. Does anyone here not know Heidi Baker? Well done, well done. Another global ministry that we have the joy of uh, supporting and partnering with is global celebration with our very own Georgian and Winnie. Georgian's here in the front row. They are known to everyone as the joy apostles. You can't be in the vicinity of Georgian and Winnie without your own, whatever you're going through, turning into it. I feel happy all of a sudden. And they carry this. It's a tangible anointing. Their target is the poorest of the poor. Orphanages in Cambodia, Thailand, India, Nicaragua, Mozambique. They have a ministry called Rescue the One that rescues children from sex trafficking in India, Philippines, Mexico. And not only that, they host this amazing white glove formal dinner in the dumps for uh, gypsies. And I've seen some of those videos. Really, really amazing. Carrying the love in such a personal way. And if you know Georgian, if you've been in any context that Georgian's in, it could be a house meeting. It could be a formal event. It could be a church meeting, or it could be out in the street somewhere or mission trips. His fiddle, his little violin comes out of nowhere. And even if you don't see him, you begin to hear that sound and it changes the atmosphere. I know we've done a lot of ministry in Israel. You have to be careful. You have to do, you know, you can't do this. You can do that. You know, be careful. But Georgian just is himself, even in some of the most difficult locations in Israel, 
He's there playing his fiddle and releasing who they are as a ministry. It's our joy to be connected and supporting you, Georgian. Uh, another ministry that's uh, very, very well known to us here is Bishop Joseph Garlington from Pittsburgh uh, with Reconciliation International Network. And he is truly an apostolic ally to us here as a church. And one of the things I can say so much about Bishop Garlington, but recently, pre-election, they were praying for Pennsylvania because it was key, a keystone state, and God had spoken to them some strategies to pray. And they wrote us and said, look, guys, we, we're in Pittsburgh. We're in Pennsylvania. We can pray from here, but we would rather come to Life Center and pray in the capital of Pennsylvania so that it's a strategic time. And it wasn't a public conference. It wasn't attended by thousands of people. They, and it was a private invitation to just a few intercessors, maybe 30, 35 of us here in the sanctuary they said, we're coming, they said, we think we're going to come for three days, but we're going to pray until we feel we have finished that assignment in prayer. And I saw them, they're in their 80s, Charles and Anne, some of our team were here, they're in their 80s. They contended for a righteous inheritance in, for Pennsylvania and America, three days, and I'm talking about four, five, six hour prayer sessions without taking a break. That's the kind of people I want to support. I was humbled because I feel I have energy. I was wiped out. They came back the next day strong as ever. So they're really, really wonderful people to be connected with. Not only apostolic ministries, we also support prophetic ministries. And one that we all love is James Gall with God Encounter Ministries. And he's a significant prophetic voice in America and around the world. And um, when we moved into this building, this building was... Um, uh, was, was AMP, uh, a tech company, AMP. And when he came, he gave us a very defi definitive directional word over our house using those words, AMP. Then he saw the words change to P, letters change to PAM and MAP. And AMP, without getting into detail, was apostolic made personal. And he carries that anointing. And that word is still unfolding today as I speak. So it's an amazing ministry that we support. Another prophet who is lesser known, his name is Marcus Young, with Infire Ministries. And one of his key, key ministries is called Project AK-47. And you might think, wow, that's a pretty intense name. And it's for good reason. Project AK-47 is involved in saving child soldiers, uh, primarily in Myanmar and Burma and uh, some of the other Far East nations. He was raised in a prophetic movement and has a very accurate prophetic gift in a very personal expression. One of the most, he's one of the most unassuming guys carrying a divine prophetic mandate, and he's fourth generation missionary to Myanmar. So if you hear about white men, you know, when the white man came, that was his great grandfather and great grandfather. So it's a rich legacy that we're, we get to partner with. Every time he comes to this region, usually once a year, I make sure I have lunch with him because of his natural gift. I'm talking about stuff, and he just leans in and gives me the word of the Lord, and it's very, very accurate, things that he doesn't know about. So Marcus is a wonderful um, ground for us to sow into. Now, in all of the ministries that I'm going to highlight today, this is by far the most important for me, and I'm very, very biased 
in highlighting this ministry, and it's for very good reason. It's called Gateways Beyond International. This is the ministry that, was, that Sarah and I are a part of, um, and we have communities and bases around the world, and it was started by her parents who, this was not scheduled, this was not organized to be this way, but the founders of this ministry, David and Emma Rudolph, are here with us. Not only are they here, today is their 50th anniversary. They are by far the greatest, the, commis- the great commission was to go into all the world and make disciples. They are by far the most significant disciplers that I have ever experienced. I, my life was transformed because of the call of God on their life. And we're, we're humbled. That not, so it's not just that and mom who are here. Isn't it the kindness of, of the Lord that they're here? It's a, Sammy it's a Sammy Rodriguez moment. Their first when they were in, in, in Bible school, God had spoken to them about India, and they moved to India back in the day in early, my history, 80s, 70, early 70s, and, uh, oh yeah, I was born in the 70s, and they saw signs and wonders and miracles and crusades and everything, and they had to, after a year, leave the country by night because of persecution, but in the kindness of God, they, God gave them an Indian son-in-law. And today I'm talking about lifelines and they're here. It's amazing. All of the lines that only God can, can draw. Along with them, I'm taking time for gateways here. Along with them are my beloved family members. These are all of Sarah's siblings. Why don't you three couples stand up? I want to honor them as well because I've been walking with them. I've been walking with them in this call, in this missional call together for 27 years. We're still young, but we already have a rich legacy and history together. So thank you, guys. So Matt is what we're, who we're supporting, uh, Matt and Sarah, and you know, we're supporting them. They were in, in Cyprus. We prayed well, and they moved from Cyprus to Connecticut. And we kept praying, and three months ago, they moved to Pennsylvania to be here with us. Hallelujah. Uh, another ministry that we, we support is this beautiful couple they're in Canada, and we have a short greeting from Joel. Bonjour, Joel. Let's hear from you. Bonjour, Life Center. Hannah and Joel here from Quebec. On behalf of Generations Unite and all the pastors we represent, we want to thank you for fueling revival in our province. We love you, Life Center. Merci. Merci. Amazing. Another family ministry that we support is Bruce and Deb Crow with Lift Up Your Eyes. Now, how are they family? There are extended family members, right? Extended family members of Charles and Anne. And uh, it's a really, really wonderful family. I looked up their website, reading through all that they've done. If you get on their website, it's on, in the brochure. They've listed from 2015, 16 on every year, all the projects that they have accomplished, you know, by way of communicating. And I could not believe, I'm like, how many people do you have in your ministry? Each year they've started, not just they've done something, they've started a new ministry within their ministry. And I just highlighted a few for us. Uh, They're in Minsk, Belarus. This past year, they, Kiev, they're in Kiev. You know where I got Minsk from? Uh, they, they started this year their first annual charity marathon in Ukraine to raise awareness for 90 children with disabilities. They also launched a new music and media initiative. 
in 2019, they, had, they held a worship conference uh, in, in Belarus. Uh, and at that conference, some people from Life Center, John and Tiff Aiken went to be a part of it. Uh, Carissa was there and some, several people joined them. And it was a, a pretty intense po- political time. And they weren't sure if it's safe, but we have some brave people from here to know we're coming. Doesn't matter. We want to encourage what God's doing there. Um, They also started an at-risk children's ministry. They also have a widow's ministry now reaching 240 widows in 17 villages, feeding many of them daily. This year, they hosted six leadership weekends with 25 local emerging leaders. If that wasn't enough, in their spare time, they created a skate park for the young people in their region. They're also now starting to provide children's Bibles to every first grader in their town. Not only that, they have a prayer and food support ministry for families serving in the army. Now, this is just a glimpse. If you go, glimpse, if you go on the website, there's like a long list of things like this, initiatives that they're starting, a great ministry to support. And uh, another region that we support is the North India, uh, region of North India, the Himalayan region. Sarah and I love this region. Our, one of our daughters is named Kashmir from that region. We thought we were moving there. But, at the time when God spoke to us, redirected our steps to come back to Life Center. So Liana Cinquanta is a ministry that we support. She is tenacious. She's a little dynamite of a woman. Here's a a promo video from her. Tell Asia Ministries that you have supported for over 20 years is entering a brand new phase of transformation, growth, and global impact. We are launching a new organization called We Ignite Nations, or WIN. And at the same time, TelAsia is rebranding to become WIN Life. Our core identity from now on will be WIN. We want to help people all over the world to win at life. How do we do that? We do that by demonstrating God's love wherever we go. Where people are sick, we wanna bring healing. Where there's hopelessness, we wanna bring hope. Where they don't have any water, we wanna provide water. Where children are being trafficked and abused, we wanna address that problem and teach the people how to stop trafficking, rescue the children out of slavery where there's no education and where children have no opportunity to be educated. We're gonna be bringing education to them. Nothing changes about who Telasia is. We will continue our gospel work directly preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, training native leaders, equipping native leaders with Bibles and bicycles and ways to reach the unreached villages. Amazing. Now, she looks larger than life, standing, towering above mountains, but she's yay high. From here, not from the ground. She's, <laughs> she's so, the first time I met her, she just began, she's so committed to this call. She has learned the Hindi language, and Charles told me not only Hindi, she speaks Hindi and Nepali language. And uh, the first time I met her right in this aisle, she just started speaking in in Hindi to me. It took me a good 30 seconds to figure out what in the world is going on right now because she, anyway, um, she is is like many others, a Mother Teresa in the making. 
Uh, you know, this COVID year when things are shut down, things are limited, here's a ministry run by the single woman. She's rebranding so they can have greater impact and greater. Nothing, not, none of the things that we face today can stop the forward movement of the gospel, the glorious gospel of Jesus. Hallelujah. So not only international ministries, we have the joy of supporting local ministries as well. And one of them is Kurt Weaver with Church Ambassador Network. And he works with pastors and legislators. And he's a key man in our region with prayer for revival. But also, uh, he's like an activist, but a kingdom activist. And he was instrumental uh, last week in organizing March for Life. Who, how many were out for March for Life last week? last week. Several hands going up. So this is a picture from our Capitol steps in Harrisburg. And they said this was one of the largest gatherings on the Capitol steps. Come on. And just down the street from the Capitol steps is 13th Street. And we have the joy of partnering with Wild Heart Ministries. I want to support any ministry that's called Wild Heart. I love it. With Tannen and Christina Herman, here's a video. Go ahead and roll it. My name is Tannen Herman, and I'm the director of Wild Heart Ministries. Uh, Wild Heart, really, it started as a dream when my wife and I moved here to Harrisburg about a decade ago. Uh, a whole bunch of people moving into this crazy mansion in the middle of the inner city, uh, consumed really with a prayer for what can God do inside this community. And Wild Heart really came in 2016 when that prayer, like the Lord spoke back and was like, you're the answer that I've been you know, uh, waiting for. So we started Wild Heart in 2016, and since then it's just been uh, helping to bring thousands of volunteers, rallying people from all over the nation to come to this little neighborhood, Allison Hill, inside of Harrisburg, and just powerfully demonstrate radical acts of kindness and service. So it's just been amazing. We've seen millions of pounds of trash removed, the crime rate cut in half, homicide coming to a standstill, hope exploding inside the community. It's just been the wildest adventure I've ever experienced in my lifetime, and we wouldn't, wouldn't do it any other way. When you're caring for an entire community of people, you do things on a big scale. So a lot of our time here at Wild Heart is spent preparing for those massive events where we are just demonstrating love and kindness on a huge scale. So when we plan, we're talking about hundreds and thousands of people. We're talking about hundreds of blocks. We're talking about millions of pounds of trash. Everything's just huge. So a lot of our time and effort is spent connecting to the neighbors, finding out what those needs are, and then responding, you know, in a huge, powerful, kingdom-sized way. My dream for Wild Heart is that there would be people who hear about the story of what's happening inside of Harrisburg and are inspired to do the same thing. I think the church as a whole has an incredible opportunity where we are as a nation to respond to the needs of the poor, the overlooked, the marginalized, and say, we see you and we've been praying for you and now we're actually gonna do something about that. So to see the vision and the testimony of Wild Heart spread like the vision and the testimony of Jesus all across the nations is the ultimate goal. The only way to describe our relationship with Life Center is family. You know, that's where we landed when we got here in 2013, and it's like no looking back. We just have uh, been so appreciative of how much help has come, not just the financial side, but even just on relationship. Uh, 
people giving of their time, showing us that we're not crazy to want to give our lives here, people just cheering us on, championing us towards the, the efforts of really seeing God do something inside of this city. And I think even beyond that, it's been an inspiration for us because in a lot of ways, we are direct beneficiaries of how much time and love and effort has been sown into this community by Life Center before we ever landed here. So, um, you know, everybody hears about Life Center starting on 13th Street. Well, that's where I live now. 13th Street is my home. So I'm living in their prayers and just taking it to the next step. So I'm just excited to be able to carry that legacy on. Amazing, 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 amazing. You know, the city of Geneva in Switzerland was, uh, now today it's known to be affluent, one of the key cities in Europe. But, but centuries ago, they, it wasn't the case. It was the poorest, the dirtiest, the smelliest city in all of Europe. But when the spirit of reformation hit that city, it transformed it and it brought it to what it is today. And I feel these guys are modern day reformers for the city of Harrisburg. So we're happy to partner with them. We have another amazing ministry that we, that we uh, bless and connect with is Healing Tree International. We have Abby. Um, Abby is a unique gift to the body of Christ. I can't put my finger on exactly what Abby does because she's doing five other things by the time I figure out one part of who she is. She's an apostolic ambassador to the nations more than anyone I've seen. Abby, give us a glimpse, if you can, into some of the things you do. Yes, thank you, Chandi. I am an ambassador for Christ, and actually, we all are. Ambassadors for Christ, as though he's making his appeal through us for his kingdom in the nations. And I just wanna uh, let you know there's an actual ambassador that here, that's an appointee from Trump, and it's Carla Sands. If you could just stand up, Carla, ambassador to Denmark. She's an ambassador for Christ, and she does it on behalf of Denmark, the nation, to make sure that that nation thrives and is known, and that's what we want to do for the kingdom of heaven. You know, Geneva actually is where when uh, William Penn had his holy example to the nations, they took all of the work of what he did to Geneva to the opening of the League of Nations, the United Nations, for the reformation of the nations. And so I actually got an opportunity to speak to the, the Geneva UN leaders. Turns out it was by Zoom because of COVID. But I spoke on Penn's example of peace and unity for the nations, the model that he has. And that's really what's opened the doors to take the fruit of God's kingdom to leaders of nations. So after speaking to them, they opened doors uh, within the British Parliament, with other places and other nations. And after that, I got an inv I got a call from a uh, European prince. And this European prince said, "You know, we've all the European nations have all been living under humanism and its effects. And we're," he said, "I got the Holy Spirit." And he said, God told me that I need to repent to America to help to set America free, that it doesn't go the way of what humanism has done to all these other nations. And he's talking about communism, Marxism, socialism, you know, all the isms that he, they want us to know to be careful, to warn us that, that that's not the direction that we go. So... 
We collected other leaders of European nations and had them, again, Zoom call because of COVID, but had them speaking to leaders of all the states in the United States and to leaders of other nations that we had in a global apostolic prayer network. It was so profound and eye-opening between the states and the nations of what was God was doing. I asked this prince to say a prayer and the, his prayer impacted me so much. He started out, your majesty, Lord God, creator of all the earth and of all the nations, your majesty, we bow before you, Lord God. <laughs> your majesty is going to manifest himself in the nations. And so... Thank you, Lord. I, I don't have time to tell you about all that we do, but just a couple... Uh, bullet points. <laughs> I got invited by the Prime Minister of Kurdistan to come and talk about reformation of that nation because he likes the fruit of Christianity. <laughs> I'm going, <ne> yes, <laughs> I'm going next week to, I won't be here next week because I'll be on my way to Brazil to meet with the president of Brazil and the diplomats of other Latin American nations, again, they're, they're going to be bold leaders on righteous reformation of the nations. So we bless them. <laughs> just, just a couple days ago, actually, when you asked me to, to uh, speak, I was actually in Dallas and I was meeting with a Reformation Prayer Network with Cindy Jacobs and hearing briefings from uh, the different nations again and what we need to do. And then we went into the Dallas court room that was the courtroom that Roe v. Wade first was presented. And so we did a lot of prayer in that court. And that court is now becoming a healing house and a healing center for people who have had um, abortions and still need healing from that. And so many other things, but I just bless you all and say, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and we're the ambassadors for that. Thank you. Evan. Oh, okay. Come on, come on. Thank you, Lord. I get to casually sit with her in the second row a week, Sunday after Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are so many more ministries that we that I want to highlight. I can't get through all of them. Shining His Light Ministries with Randy and Kathy Schaefer who go into Mexico uh, several times a year. I can't wait to be with them on their next trip there. Eastgate Revival Ministries with Rich and Linda Brink. You're here, right here. Kingdom Life Ministries with Rex and Lois Berger, Broken Vessel Ministries with Jay Flanagan, with the transition program for ex-inmates who re-enter into society. So many things, it's all in here. We have another, are you, can you handle one more video? Let's take a little bit more time so we get, communicate well to us as we prepare to give. This is our very own outreach to Harrisburg with Edgar and Yardira. And we have a video, go ahead and roll the video. Hi, we're Edgar and Jadira Kastanen, co-founders of LifeSeeds International. LifeSeeds' main purpose is to channel resources to improve the quality of life and integral development of individuals, families, and communities that at some point they are at risk of economic and social security. We believe that 
every seed that we planted has the potential to change the future. And that's why we created Life Seeds, because seeds bring life. The seeds that we plant today have the potential to change the reality of someone's future. And how do we do that? Well, we partner with several nonprofit organizations, we network with churches and leaders and pastors who share the same vision and passion and compassion for the people and their communities because we believe that we change lives and transform communities with the power of love and compassion. Amazing, come on, give it up for Edgar and Yadira. Faithfully serving our region. Now, what you don't know is every Tuesday we have a pastor's meeting, and without fail, every Tuesday, Edgar has received some new uh, truckload of things to give away. It's shoes sometimes, it's backpacks sometimes, sometimes it's 30,000 teddy bears that we want to give away. And you know how they facilitate being faithful in the little is he brings all of those things into his garage. And if it doesn't, if it if it's if it doesn't fit in his garage, it goes in. It opens the door and goes into his living room and dining room. I have seen this firsthand. I don't know how the Edgar and Yadira have still maintained good relationships with this kinds of this kind of intensity that does not stop. Now, a few couple months ago, we were at a staff meeting and I was waiting to hear what he's going to say. And he said, "Well, this week I have a donkey. Does anyone want a donkey? It wasn't a sheep. It's a donkey. Does anyone want a donkey now?" Only Edgar will receive a donkey to give away to somebody. So if you need a donkey, come and talk to Edgar. Um, another uh, ministry that we're delighted to partner with is Ryan Denlinger, a young man who's, who's been served with YWAM for many years. And he is also always traveling to so many nations. Ryan, give us a snapshot, maybe a testimony of what God's doing. Call his, and, this, and the call of God on his life was primarily to Japan, correct? Mm. Share with us. Morning. I just want to say thank you so much, Life Center and Pastor Charles and Ann, for your support, your prayer over the years. You know, Life Center has been so transformational in my faith, coming and growing up in a church that was very different than Life Center. I wasn't going to say this, but one of my first memories with Life Center coming in, there was somebody that's in this room that was up front speaking, and somebody else comes up to the altar, and all of a sudden he falls down on the ground and he rolls like a log across the carpet, and the guy up front speaking goes, Oh, that's what we call a holy roller. Then he just keeps speaking. And I'm like, what kind of Christianity is this? And it just started this hunger in my heart. Those things started this thing in my heart. I'm like, man, there's more. And so I got into YWAM. I've been with YWAM on staff uh, for about six and a half years. And then some years ago, I started doing itinerant speaking uh, to different countries. I just got back from Mexico. I'm going to Brazil uh, in about two weeks. But like Chandi said, Japan has been the biggest part of the ministry that I do. Japan uh, has been said to be one of the least reached people groups in the world, very high suicide rate, even though they're excellent in technology and education, but they need missionaries. They need a harvest. And those of you that saw my video earlier this year, I've been wanting to get into Japan for a while, but Japan is actually one of the uh, high or the most closed off nations because of COVID with restrictions, but the gospel is not limited by restrictions, amen? We're still doing things over Zoom, over the airwaves online, we're seeing people get healed just over 
distance over time because God is not limited by those things. Our guys in Japan have been seeing so many healings, salvations, deliverance, baptisms. And just one quick story that I was, I was reminded when Abby was talking about leaders getting affected. Um, I was in a particular kind of Buddhist or Shintoist temple. It's very famous in Japan. I was with two other Japanese and the heart was to just go there and worship the Lord and speak life over the place. And I met a lady. I had no idea who she was, but I had a word in my heart that she had a back issue. I said it. She goes, yeah, I've had a hernia in my back for 30 years. I said, well, can I pray for you? I believe Jesus can heal you. Do, do you believe Jesus can heal you? She says, nope. <laughs> I didn't know this, but that lady is the head monk's wife of that temple. And I actually learned later, I was told that she actually has more power than the monk does. I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> but I said, can I pray for you at least? She you'll, goes, okay, You'll sure. find out when you get married. <laughs> Well said. Thank you. Pray for me. Anyway, so I said, Duke, can I pray for you? She's like, okay, can I have your hand? I prayed for her. I kid you not, this lady feels heat come up her arm into her back. Within a few minutes, she was completely healed of all pain. And this wasn't just like a, like a oh yeah, foreigner, American, you're he- I'm healed, you know, buy my stuff. She was like, are you the chosen one? She asked me that. I'm like, what does that mean? She goes, what do you have to do to get this power? I was like, she goes, my, my son is a monk. She has to go to the mountains and do all this stuff. What do you have to do to get your power? These things are a vehicle for the gospel. And we went into it. We went into the gospel and she agreed to seek the Lord in the private place. She had never been fully healed like that before is what she said. But I just really believe that when leaders like this start getting changed, start getting affected, and touched by the Holy Spirit, it's gonna start trickling down and affecting culture. So thank you so much, Life Center, for your support. Love you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so what is, how do we engage well with this? Is it, a, is, it a, is it just an offering? Is it just a one-time thing? This is, is it a static thing that we're doing here in 2021? I wanna tell you, I encourage us, it's much bigger than what we realize in the moment because this missional call is not modern day that we created. It started with the call of God for Abraham, the Abrahamic call. And here's where God spoke to Abraham in Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And later on it says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So this ancient missional call that Abraham heard the Lord, it says you will, that I will take you to a land that you do not know. That seems Sounds like a missionary call, if you, if you ask me. And this is a verse, actually, that it's in a family verse. This is a verse that Sarah and I wrote on, the, in, on a stone. It's, on the, it's in part of the altar here that we did in 2000, 2002. Um, and this is an ancient call. And it wasn't even that call to Abraham that he would be a blessing to the nations. It, even that wasn't a static moment because, you see, God is not working in a linear timeline that God spoke to him, Abraham, then, and then there's, a, there's an amazing mission movement in 2021. Let me read this passage. I want you to get this by revelation. Galatians 3.8, it says, And Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, 
in you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. It's a phenomenal statement that it's a glimpse into the eternal reality of the work of God here on the earth. So here's what I'm guessing happened. God saw the acceleration of the work of the gospel in 2021 with Ryan and Edgar and Abby and all the others that we get to participate with. And God said, man, it is happening. Let me go back and let Abraham know. (laughs) Believe, start it now because something awesome is coming. He says, God spoke to Abraham beforehand saying, in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. The word, he preached the gospel to Abraham. The word gospel, evangelion in Greek, in this verse, it is pro-evangelizomai. Pro, meaning it's before the actual timeline that we are in now. He preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. And we are, as we engage in ministries and missions and the mandates and the movements that God has given us to participate in, we are firsthand, tangibly grabbing a hold of the Abrahamic call to be a blessing in the nations. And as we were, as I was praying for this Sunday, this past week, you know, we do have a missions budget that we strategically allocate. All of it goes to our missionaries. But the Lord said that he's going to change here at Life Center. He's going to change our missions budget and it's going to be a mission storehouse. That there'll be increase here in this house, not just to meet the need because of a budget, but there'll be a storehouse out of which we get to vision greater things. That we will have a lack of Places to sow because of the storehouse of God. Budget is not part of God's language, but storehouses. He said, test me in this so that there may be food in the storehouse, meaning enough for seasons to come. So God, we thank you. Why don't you stand to your feet? Thank you, Lord. If you want to participate in this, you don't know how much you want to give, I want to encourage you to Simply ask and obey. It's a free will offering that we'll receive next week. It's not compulsory. It's not mandatory or anything like that. But we get to do this. So put your hands out and ask the Lord to speak to us. God, how do we participate well with your advancing kingdom all around the earth? Give us a number. Give us a figure for me and my family. Let our children be a part of it. Let this be part of each family's legacy that supernaturally we engage in the advance of your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for an increase here. For every family will come under the blessing of the increase of God as we sow next week. That we will come into increase. Your storehouses, your personal storehouses, your personal finances and budgeting will transform into being storehouses. There we go. Chandi, this is so amazing. Um, 1988, Ann and I were here in Pennsylvania, in California. We, we got this word to come. And we, we always used the picture of an Abrahamic journey. 1988, suddenly, 38 years old, I'm the senior pastor of this very broken church that had just had their, their life shattered by the, the failure of the founding pastor. And I didn't want to be here. <laughs> I didn't want to be the pastor. And I would prepare this message, maybe like a healing message to all the brokenhearted people. And in the middle of those first two or three messages, this 
thing would overcome me and I would see a mission movement and I would end up prophesying there was going to be a mission movement come out of this place that would train young people and send them to the ends of the earth. And I would say it because I was, you know, letting, I didn't want to quench the Holy Spirit. But in my mind, I was thinking, this is crazy. They're going to stone me. They're going to remember this. They're going to say he was a false prophet. Why? I had no, I'm looking at really sad people in, in a really, you know, half the people had left. And uh, I'm saying these things. And people, then they would cheer and clap. And I'd think, hey, good. You know? But what I didn't realize, and sometimes we don't realize, we just play a part. Come on. You know, and, and over the years, the mission movement has only increased from this place. But not, it's not just this place alone. It's not, you know, Randy Clark moved here and Global Awakening trains and sends. George and Banoff moved here training and sending. We developed these relationships with, with Roland and Heidi Baker and so many have gone with Iris and it goes on and on and on and now there's missions exploding and I just want to pray not only that you'll hear a word for you know like what God wants you to contribute to this offering but that God will reveal to you his heart for the nation and that our life is so much bigger than any problems or giants we're facing and I want to pray that we wouldn't be hearing the 10 spies telling us how terrible it is and you know and all this hopelessness but we would hear the promise of the Lord that Thank we would you, hear Lord. and there would be the spirit of Joshua and Caleb on you as you're praying and seeking him it wouldn't be in the context of well we have to be worried about the future but it would be in the context that our God is able to make these Canaanites bread for us and to give us the land of his promise. So lift up your hands. I just want, God, just release faith. Release faith. Release faith in you. Release faith in you that no idea is too big for you. <laughs> God, thank you that you're releasing world changers even now, even the children and the children's children that are represented here. God, that there are big dreams and there are shifts to cause the world to be filled with your glory. And I don't know why, I know Carla Sands is here. Carla is running uh, in the uh, Republican primary for Senate. Is she still here, Carla? Would you, oh, she had to leave. Okay, well, bless her, God. I was gonna pray for her, but we're not going to do that. So I'm glad I mess up, aren't you? So Father, we just bless Carla and we bless hundreds and thousands you, of other godly people that are running for offices from school boards to uh to council hall to town councils and borough councils and city councils god we pray this would be a season when your people across this land rise up into the calling of your promise in jesus name bless each ministry bless each family amen 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 thank you charles hallelujah we want to bless you as you leave. Father, we thank you. We thank you that our hearts will be enlarged in you. And that you connect our hearts to your work around the world. As we pray this week, God, I pray for just the sweetness of your presence. Increase that comes from heaven for every family, every person. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Be blessed as you go. If there's any need that you need prayer for, please come up our prayer team. We'll be happy to pray for you. Bless you. See you Wednesday and next Sunday.